Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Morani, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. Sean Watson is on the phone with me from Southeast Missouri, Cape Girardeau to be specific. I'm here in Jacksonville, Florida, and today we're going to talk about the book of Job. Job, what do you want to say about Job? Well, I just wanted to help everybody that may have not studied the book before that it is not Job. It is Job. <laughs> That's right. You know what? I, I I wish they put an e. I wish they'd have put an e on the end of this years ago because I remember <laughs> as a, a young person learning the Bible Sunday school and it'd be like, oh, there's that Job guy or the Book of jo- Job, and it's Job. Yeah. English is a funny language. I always thought, well, that's where the Protestant work ethic came from, the book of Job. Yeah, it's a, uh, our our language, English is is a funny language. There's so many exceptions to the rules, and this is one of them, apparently. So, well, hey, let's seriously talk about the book of Job. The book of Job is in our Old Testament. Job, we believe, lived with the patriarchs. So we're going back like in time of Genesis, really. Uh, And Job is a, a man who, in his region, was well-known, he was wealthy, he was uh, very successful, and he was a very righteous man in many ways. He was a man of integrity. But the Bible says in the opening chapters that the Lord allowed Satan to attack Job. And boy, did he ever attack him. If you thought you'd been through difficult times or troubles, just look at Job and you'll probably feel better about the level of trials you go through. But Job lost his finances, his personal finances destroyed by Satan in terms of his the way he made his money was through animals and agriculture, and that was all destroyed. He lost all his children. So he went through emotional loss in addition, in addition to financial ruin. He went through extreme emotional pain and suffering. And then to top it off, he lost his health. What more could a guy go through? And his wife wasn't real helpful. She said he ought to just curse God and die. But he wouldn't do that. But it did lead him to a lot of self-reflection, a lot of reflection about who God is. He had three friends come along to comfort him. They started off really well, but then they blew it. They ended up attacking Job and blaming him for his misfortune. Wow, what what a lot this guy was going through. Yeah, we think about how Satan, you know, brought the challenge. Well, you know, of course Job serves you, God. You put a hedge of protection around him. Everything he does prospers. He's got all this wealth, all these blessings. You take the blessings away, and he will curse you to your face. And we saw that one by one, Satan would attack, and things would happen. But Job was faithfully, you know, I came to this world with nothing. I'll leave with nothing. But he would not curse the Lord. Even his own wife, Brett, said, why don't you just curse God and die? Can you imagine? And all this happens very rapidly in the first two chapters. Mm -hmm. And Job's not a short book, necessarily. Over 40 Mm -hmm. chapters long. And the vast majority of the book is poetic, with Job just sharing his heart, venting, questioning God, trying to understand, in the midst of a dialogue with initially three of his best friends, and then a fourth friend, a younger friend, comes along and also talks to Job. And then finally... God himself speaks. But through all that, you get this all these different views of who God is and how he relates to mankind. And, and Job's quite confused, even though he wants to maintain his innocence through it all. He also uh, questions God, questions God's ways, uh, pleads before God, why am I going through this? And also really expresses how in the midst of his misery, he feels like God has gone silent on him. Right. You know, that makes me think of something, Brett. The fact that we might question God, that doesn't mean we're cursing God. Mm. Job had questions, but he never cursed God. He was faithful. And so I think God invites us 
to struggle with things and to talk to him and just to be honest with him when we don't understand and, and just to say, God, I don't know why I don't understand and, and help me to understand. And I think some people are afraid that just by questioning, they've already forsaken God, but God's big enough to absorb our confusion and our complaining and our emotions. Uh, and he's very patient with us through the process. So I think it's, it, I think it's okay for believers to ask questions sometimes, right? That's a great point. One of the things I feel like comes out of the book of Job is this question, where is God in my suffering? Mm. How would you answer that based upon the book of Job? I'd say God's sovereign over all, and we can trust him through our suffering. And because of him, we have hope that there's a deliverance from the suffering. And when we're in the middle of our suffering, we don't we don't see the bigger picture, but we've got to learn just to trust God that he is who he is, and he is completely and totally trustworthy, and we will get through it. At the end of chapter 31, Job finally finishes all his speeches, and at the end of the chapter, the text actually says that it's the end of Job's words. He's done talking on the subject and at that point, of course, a fourth friend sermonizes for a little bit, and then God shows up and speaks. Mm-hmm. What does he say? Where were you when I laid the foundations of the world, right? Yeah. What's, he, mean, what's he mean by that? <laughs> well, there comes a point, I think, where we just have to accept the fact that God is God and we're not, and <laughs> there are going to be things that are so far above us that we just need to remember where our place is. We're, we're frail humans, and he's sovereign, holy God, and and sometimes that, that's enough. So in a real sense, Job is not just asking, where are you, God, in my suffering? He's really asking, why am I going through this? I don't deserve mm-hmm. this at this level. I, there's no direct, I can't find a line of direct cause and effect that I did a certain sin that deserved this. And God, interestingly enough, in his response, he doesn't really answer Job in terms of giving him, here's why you're going through what you're going through. Instead, he just says, like you just said, hey, I'm God, you're not, trust me. Right. And, you know, the friends, bless their hearts, they were going with the wisdom and the logic and the knowledge that they had, but they weren't right, were they? They were wrong. They accused Job of deserving what he was going through. When we know hindsight, we know that this was a test, a test of Job's faith and character for the glory of God and that relationship that we don't just serve God and love God because of what we get out of it. We serve God because he is God and he's worthy of our praise and our service, whether things work out in our favor or they don't. But, you know, we all have kind of our opinions and our backgrounds. And sometimes we want to insert ourselves in a conversation instead of trying to really be quiet, wise, and seek what is God teaching us. We think we already have all the answers. And sometimes we're not really helping the situation, are we? So true. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville. It is copyrighted by Brett A. Marani, 2022.